This is episode 531 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Why Salt and Sugar Are Your Best Survival Allies. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about a free ebook. Uh, right now I'm partnering with uh, the Ultimate Bundles and what they do is they create a bunch of bundles. They gather a bunch of different resources and materials from different areas. Right now they're doing financial and they, uh, in order to promote the bundle, they have a free ebook with 140 tips on saving money. Now, you don't have to buy the bundle to get the free ebook. They're just offering the free ebook. And uh, of course, you I mean you opt in with an email. But uh, I thought it was worthwhile to download that email. So if you don't follow me on social media or you haven't been over to Prepper website, maybe you only listen to the podcast. Well, you haven't heard about it this weekend, and so I want to share it with you. It's only going to be available till March 19th, so if you are hearing this podcast after then, then it's not going to be available any longer, but I thought it was worth it, and so I'm going to go ahead and put that in the show notes, that link. They're going to have some other things leading up to the bundle. Of course, there are things that you can take advantage of, like they're doing a webinar, a financial webinar, and uh, I think it's... You know, I've been talking about that all last week. I talked about that, that finances are a big deal. And I think we need to be financially prepared, especially looking forward. Uh, if nothing else happens, right, if no no big collapse, no nothing happens, we're still going to experience an economic downturn, spiral downward. And we need to make sure that our finances are in order. So I think anything along these lines would be helpful. So they're coming out with a webinar later on, uh, later on in the week, I believe. And uh, I will share that as well. But I just wanted you to know that that's going to be available. And so if you hear this tomorrow uh, or you hear this before uh, the 20th, then you can feel free to download it. It's going to be right in the show notes. To click the link and you can go download that. All right, so enough of that. Let's go ahead and go into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from survivalpedia.com, and the article is Why Salt and Sugar Are Your Best Survival Allies. I think it's a great article, so let's go ahead and dig in. Sugar and salt are among the most common and widely used household substances in North America. Both sugar and salt are with us since at least 8,000 BC, as according to researchers, the sugarcane plant was first domesticated by the good people in Southeast Asia 10,000 years ago. Now, people can live without sugar all their lives, except for Americans, of course, but salt is another story altogether. While our bodies can manufacture their own sugars from various foods rich in carbohydrates, like fruits and cereals, and fruits also contain sugars, by the way, salt, formerly known as sodium chloride, is an essential mineral which is readily available in nature in its natural crystalline form, also known as rock salt. Now, unlike sugar, which is a highly refined processed food, making for the ultimate soluble carbohydrate and not a very good and not very good for one's health, salt is an essential mineral for both humans and animal life in general. While plant life and animal meat, including milk, contain sodium in various quantities, not so much for plant life. 
If you're a vegetarian, you may require extra salt added to your diet because the human body cannot produce sodium chloride on its own and the plant-based sodium intake may not be enough for your body to function properly. So the good news about sugar and salt is they're both non-perishable substances provided they're stored properly. The general rule of thumb is to store them in food grade buckets or mylar bags as they're both hydroscopic, they, which means they suck and keep inside moisture from the air. Hence, they should be kept away from both pests, sugar in this case, and moisture in long-term storage scenarios. And by long-term, I mean literally centuries if stored properly. But that's another story altogether. The question is, why should you store sugar and salt for survival, and which is the best, and why? To begin with, we need salt to literally survive. This may sound strange to you, considering the general wisdom of reducing one salt intake to less than 2,000 milligrams per day. That's because most of our processed food contains lots of salt by design, and an excess of salt can be detrimental for one's health, long-term speaking especially if we're talking about highly refined table salt. However, things can change dramatically, especially in an SHTF scenario. It's worth mentioning that raw, unrefined salt is the best for human consumption. Besides being cheaper, or theoretically, natural unrefined salt comes with trace amounts of minerals like copper and manganese, etc. Also, during the refining process, salt is treated with various toxic chemicals, you see where this is going. White salt is a no-no procedure. Natural salt is not white due to, due to the aforementioned trace minerals. Not even genuine unprocessed sea salt is perfectly white. So be advised the next time you go shopping for this stuff. Check out this excellent article on salt for further reference. So there is an article linked at the very bottom if you want to get some more information on, on salt. So besides its vital importance for one's health and generally well-being, We'll get to that later in more detail. Salt comes in handy in a multitude of survival scenarios. Among the most important, we must emphasize food preservation. It's known from ancient times that salt dehydrates, and that comes handy in situations that require preserving food in a primitive manner. That means like sans electricity and other advents of modern day functioning society. So due to salt's osmotic pressure on microorganisms, which draws moisture from them and kills them basically, you can preserve fish and meats in a 20% salt solution with no refrigeration required. You can also add salt to smoked, dried meats and fish as it helps with the curing process and also makes them tastier. And by the way, this trick keeps nasty bugs away. So we were talking about salt and health. The thing is, we lose salt on a daily basis via eliminating body fluids, perspiration, urination, defecation. Chronic loss of salt in one's body triggers a condition called hyponatremia, which is basically too less of salt in the blood or a low sodium concentration level in plasma to be more pedantic. This condition can be triggered by consuming too much water or sweating too much or both, even if there's enough salt in one's diet. Athletes are regularly affected by this problem, hence their preference for sports beverages that contain electrolytes. A point being, in a survival scenario, you may require extra salt to be added to your food, especially if you are sweating profusely, as in you're engaging in strenuous physical activities regularly. 
Don't eat too much salt either, by the way. Everything is about balancing your diet. The general rule of thumb is that the more you sweat, the more salt you'll require. General sluggishness and muscle cramps, especially in your legs, are a sign that you may be salt deficient. Now, wound skin treatment is another problem that can be addressed using a saline solution. The recipe is 10 grams of salt added to one liter of water or a one-tenth ratio of salt and water. Now, guys, people in the comment section said that that was more of a one to one hundredth ratio of salt in water. So I am not an expert in that. I'm just referring back to the comments and what was uh, said here. So that might be something you need to look into a little bit more uh, specifically, do a little bit more research. Right. So this improvised saline solution is excellent for flushing wounds of debris, bacteria by using a punctured water or soda bottle. Saline solution applied to a wound will destroy bacteria due to dehydration via osmotic pressure. Do not apply salt directly to the wound as it's very painful. Even IV poisoning can be ameliorated by flushing the affected areas with saline solution as it reduces irritation and soothes pain. Canker sores, sore throat, and overall oral health can be improved by using the same saline solution. Rinse and gargle, repeat, and don't swallow. Salt is used since immemorial times as pest control. Ant infestation can be a problem in a survival situation, and you can spray a saline solution around food items to keep nasty bugs away. Now, how much salt to store and how? 10 pounds of salt are enough to cure 200 pounds of meat. You do the math. You can store salt long-term by using 5-gallon buckets lined with 5-gallon Ziploc bags. Alternatively, you can use smaller 2-gallon buckets or even 2-liter soda bottles, or even leave it in its original package and vacuum seal them in bags, then store them in a dry or cool dry place. Finally, you can pour salt into Mylar bags, then store the bags in 5-gallon buckets. Now, whatever method works, and by the way, you can store sugar the same way. Now, guys, let me add here. Uh, I've always heard, yeah, you can store it with Mylar bags and five-gallon buckets and all that kind of stuff. And that probably would be, that's probably the way that I would do it for long-term storage. And actually, I have done it. Uh, but what I would say is you don't want to use oxygen absorbers, uh, especially in sugar. That's something that I have always heard. Now, I didn't do it, so I can't tell you for sure out of just out of experience. But from what I understand, when you use oxygen absorbers in a Mylar bag with sugar, it will it suck. It does a good job of sucking out all the oxygen, right? Absorbing all the oxygen. But then what it winds up doing is creating like this sugar block. And uh, yeah, I guess you'll still be able to use it. You'll just have to chip away at it. But that's, you know, an extra thing that you have to do. So placing sugar and salt in a Mylar bag inside of a five gallon bucket would be more than enough or sufficient enough to store it. And uh, I, you don't need the oxygen absorbers unless you just want to go through the you know more problems later on down the road and, and chipping it <laughs> chipping it out and crushing it and all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to, to let you know that there in case that's something that you're looking to do and you're looking to store sugar and salt for long-term purposes. And there's some other options that you might have as well. I'm going to just touch base on those in the uh, in the comment section you know, just instead of just going and getting regular salt from the store all right so continuing on so since we're on the meter i'll give you the main reason for storing sugar first you can use sugar and salt 
for creating an ad hoc energy drink of sorts, which can come in handy in stressful situations. Here's the recipe for a sugar salt sports drink electrolyte filled beverage. Six level teaspoons of sugar, one half level teaspoon of salt, dissolved in four measuring cups of purified water. This beverage will give you a quick energy burst that will boost both your morale and physical stamina, even if for a short period of time. Sugar is basically glucose and fructose, which are easily absorbed by your body. And just like salt, sugar can be used as a food preservative, and it works the same via its osmotic effect, which dehydrates bacteria, killing them, so they can't ruin your food. The best way to cure meats and the like is to use a combo of salt and sugar. However, many survivalists keep their perishable foods inside of jars of sugar, thus making sure they'll last for a long time. Sugar mixed with baking soda makes for an effective cockroach killer. Moreover, sugar can be used to treat wounds and prevent infections as it works in a similar fashion as salt. That is, the sugar water solution must be sprinkled on the wound, thus preventing bacterial infection and helping it to heal faster. Now keep in mind that sugar is mostly empty calories, hence it cannot be perceived as a survival food. But white, highly processed sugar has an almost indefinite shelf life, but again, it's empty calories mostly. Brown sugar and molasses are way more healthier, yet harder to store long term. Hence, you should opt for white sugar and a bit of molasses eventually for your survival stash. Finally, when it comes to the salt or sugar for survival question, the answer is that both are important. Yet, salt has more survival uses compared to sugar, and it's also essential for one's general health and well-being. Hence, you should store more salt and less sugar. I hope the article helped. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. All right, so uh, again, as I'm scrolling down to the comment section, there is that link that talks a little bit more. It's actually, the article is entitled 115 uh, Truths About Table Salt and the Chemical Industry. And so if you're interested in that, you're going to have to copy and paste it because there's not just a, uh, it's not a hot link. You're just going to have to copy and paste it into your browser. All right, so uh, one of the things that they said was, uh, some simple overlooked ways to store salt is two white 50-pound blocks of salt along with the red one, which has iron and iodine. So they also talked about salt tablets like you would get for uh, water softeners like you would get at like Home, uh, Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever. Um, someone said that they preferred that that would be a way to do it. And especially, of course, you want to look at the ingredients in there and make sure that it's just pure salt but someone said that they preferred to do the rock salt uh, pellets instead of the actual salt and then they would just grind it with a regular like table or salt grinder or whatever and that is just a few a few dollars right so like a, a 50 pound bag is just a few dollars so you might need to do a little bit more uh, research into that and see if that's a viable solution for you and then again, someone said that 10 grams per liter is 1 to 100th ratio, not 1 to 10. So I uh, just wanted to say that uh, for you if you're interested in that ratio there. And a couple of different people mentioned that as well. So salt is definitely one of those things that you you want. I mean, you think about right now, you you have a lot of things that you eat that have salt in them and very true in a survival situation you're not going to have that you're not going to be eating processed foods you're going to be eating a lot healthier because you're going to be eating stuff that's you know that you've stored and 
probably, well, I, let me say that once you get through your real long-term food storage, your dehydrated stuff, uh, you know, if you're gardening, if you're in a real, real long-term scenario, right? So your garden and if you're hunting or anything, if that, if that's something that, if there's even animals still out there, that's something that you're going to want to be able to, uh, to have, right? You're going to want to have salt to be able to make the food tasty, but also per, for preservation purposes as well. Now the sugar, and all the time I think about survival or sugar for survival, I always go back to when I was in fifth grade, and we're talking about a long, long time ago, when uh, one of my teachers, Ms. Gallmeyer, read the Laura Ingalls books, right? And so I just remember this one time where they bought, when Pa bought this big old uh, 55 gallon, I guess it was a drum, I, I'm saying 55 gallons, I, I'm just assuming it's that, of sugar, and they used that, or maybe it wasn't Paul, maybe it was Laura Ingalls' husband's family, I don't know, you see, it's been so long ago, I can't remember, but anyway, I just remember how that was such a, uh, you know, a, a treat for them, to be able to have that, to be able to make cookies and cakes, and, and to be able to have sugar and something sweet, and how much would that boost morale if you were able to do that? I mean, if people are storing wheat berries and, and different flowers and stuff like that for long-term survival, uh, and you at some point want to make something, you know, to boost morale and you want to make cookies or a cake and you have sugar, I mean, how much would that do, right? I mean, can you imagine what that would do to people if, if you're in a long-term survival situation then all of a sudden you started smelling cookies or you know, somebody made a cake and, uh, you know, even if it wasn't like super sweet like you're used to with the frosting and all that kind of junk, you still, you know, would be, it would be great to, to have something like that to bounce off of. So uh, that's something maybe to add to your, long-term food storage that you can go ahead and add. Uh, I don't know, you know, one of the things they said was the two liter bottles. And I don't know if I would do that uh, necessarily. I think I would prefer just to keep it in its own package or to put it in Mylar bags, but you still need to keep it in a dry, cool place, just like any of your long-term food storage. That needs to be the case. So guys, like always, I'm going to link to this article from survivalpedia.com, why salt and sugar are your best survival allies. I'm going to link to it in the show notes and so you can go check it out and read it for yourself and maybe click on some of the links over here well everyone that is it for episode 531 hey don't forget if you are listening to this podcast and you are not subscribed you can come on over to the prepper website podcast.com and you can link from there to any of the podcast networks of course you can always go straight to your podcast network and then just search for the prepper website podcast but if you are unsure, you can go link to it and I've made it very easy for you over at theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. Hey, I hope you take a moment also to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect with me through social media and email and all those types of things in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.